0: know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And of course, that all means that it is time for us, us being, we being, those weekend golf guys. I don't know if it's us or we. English as a second language is tough, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know because golf speak is just that's hard enough language as it is, right?
0: Oh man, I would hate to have to learn English. I really would, from from a speaking another language standpoint, because none of the rules are are the same for anything. I mean, tough and through. I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Spelled the same way, but pronounced totally differently. Give me a break. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, we digress. We don't speak golfies here, though. We do no. speak English, which is one of the reasons why we are one of eight semi semi-finalists for Golf Podcast of the Year. And if you were to go to sports podcast awards, you could vote for us and make sure that we finish number one. Because you know that's what? what we're into.
1: Because the way you hold your finger up like that, it's number one.
0: Number one. I
1: can't really think of a better version of one than that.
0: Right? Me either.
1: That's right. Isn't it nice of you to use your index finger this time?
0: I used the right one.
1: <laughs> that was practiced. I could tell. I could see the wheels spinning. You're like... Okay, I normally use this other finger, but this time I'm going to try this one that everybody else seems to be finding acceptable.
0: We're number one, and yes, and every no one will look and go, "Oh, he's such a cat." Um, we would appreciate you again. It's 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 sports podcast awards. Uh, do a Google search, and you can get there. Look for the golf podcast category. We are one of the eight finalists uh, worldwide. Okay. So it's already a, a very high honor to have finished in as one of the eight finalists, um, out of the thousands that, that were in the running to begin with. But, uh, we, we do appreciate it if you were to go there and vote for us, or you can just go to our website and click on the link and vote for us or go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash golf guys and vote for us there many One, times vote for us multiple times. You can and it's allowed. It's not like Marty asking you to cheat. You can do it many times early and often, and you can vote right up until the 6th of March. Okay. Uh, what do you need to do to really get in shape, to play your best golf as soon as you are able to get out there? Jeff is going to answer some of those questions from a physically fit perspective. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys, and we'll be right back. Okay. So it's golf season. You know that maybe not golf season yet to play as far as you're concerned for wherever you may be, but it is golf season to watch because the pros are playing in nice warm places every weekend. We've got a thing that's going to make watching golf much more exciting up to the point where you can get out and play your own golf. All right. Put your knowledge to the test. Have a good time. Beat your friends. You know, it's called Run Your Pool, and it makes it ridiculously easy to play alongside of friends or family or the guys in your weekly foursome or in your league every week. It makes it more exciting whether you're watching the Masters or just like, you know, the Genesis Open like this weekend. Run Your Pool lets you run games your own way. Every pool has a variety of settings to choose from to to make it your own. You can even brand it for your company, your local business, your bar, your golf club, whatever. Thousands of golf fans already make each week of the PGA season much more exciting by starting a pool. Head over to runyourpool.com slash TWGG like the initials for those weekend golf guys use the code podcast and you will get a $10 credit toward your first pool it's runyourpool.com slash TWGG and the code is podcast Have a good time. Make golf more exciting. Get a $10 credit towards starting your first pool. You're going to do that right now. You're going to go to runyourpool.com slash TWGG and check it out. It's going to be fun. We'll see you there. Golf trip in the works? Think French Lick. French Lick Resort is the Midwest's favorite destination for golf getaway. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses have been ranked number one in two in Indiana for 11 straight years. Once your rounds are done, hit the casino and play a little more. Go to FrenchLick.com to get started. Two amazing courses, one great destination. You gotta play. FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or text ing to 53342. Okay, it is almost time to, uh, you know, to get the clubs out, uh, clean them off. Clean them. Yes. Yeah, I know. Water, soap, a little wire brush, get all that crap out. There are actually grooves in those clubs. I don't know if you've seen them for a while. I you know, I think it's kind of funny
1: that you're the one talking about this and I don't have to bring it up. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean who's <laughs> trying to beat me to the punch here, aren't you? I found them last year, man. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah. These it's, look a little strange. They all knew these look like were here. Showroom. <laughs> I
0: Dude. wonder what these do. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So, you know, it, it's getting down to it. We're 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 getting into March and, and once you get into March and you start looking and and the tournaments start getting serious, and the Masters starts being advertised every week—a tradition unlike any other—and um, and golfers everywhere just kind of start jonesing, man. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of you are saying, "I've been playing all year." Yeah, well, the hell with you. Um, yeah, most of us have not. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the the, weather's the rest of us about have to jobs. Break. Yeah, have jobs, have, have, you know, seasons, you know, things like right. that we have to live through. So, uh, it, it's getting done to it, but now it's, it's beginning. It, it, it's beginning. I know we're, I don't know what it's like where you are, but where Jeff and I are. Um, like today it's 66 degrees. Tomorrow's going to be 48. You know, got a
1: lot uh, of wind out here today,
0: boys. Oh, yeah. There's 30 mile an hour gusts today. Um, you know, I, I've got a tee time for next Monday. Cause I looked at next Monday supposed to be 68 degrees, 5% chance of any precipitation, sunshine and low wind. So I'm going to be out there, but this playing once every two weeks, two and a half weeks is not good for the muscle groups because you haven't prepared any, any of them. And you get done with 18 and, and the, the elbows ache and the knees ache and the Lower back kind of aches and it's like, man, I should have I should have prepared a little better for this.
1: Yeah, no kidding. You know, it's still winter out there for much of the country, right? Mm-hmm. Here we are, yeah. end of February. Well, middle of February, right? Yep. Much of the country still has the same problems. Mm-hmm. Cold, yuck, snow. If it, look, if it's snow, at least it looks nice. Until you get near the highways and then it's all, you know, road gunked <laughs> so. up, right? Yeah. But if it's still on the golf course, you know, the golfers don't want to come. But the second the air gets better around here, mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether the ground's ready for the golfers or not. As soon as that air gets better, they're all mm-hmm. about it, right? Come on. It's 66 degrees outside. We got to go. That's right. Why can't we take carts on the fairways? <laughs>
0: Come on. So there's two of us. We can push if we get stuck in the mud. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's just what it is,
1: right? The snow melts. It doesn't go anywhere except down into about an inch because the ground's still frozen about an inch under.
0: <laughs> the permafrost, yeah. Right.
1: So it's just there. <laughs> yeah. and, and they still want to take their carts out. They still want to squish around and they want to have it be like it's May and it's not. So – go get your body ready. Instead of getting your mind all jacked up to play regular season golf, go get mm-hmm. your body ready. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, it's not the same thing. The body, you know, the body doesn't respond as well as it did a year ago.
0: <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or in some of our cases, a few months ago, right? <laughs> you're like, yeah, I was feeling way better then. Because just a few months ago, I was playing on a regular basis, and then we had the lull. Yeah. The holidays came, the winter showed up, yeah. and then we went. Ah. But you know, there's a ton of simulators out there. People are flooding the flooding the retail places because they got Sims. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, you know, so all the golfers are Jonesing, so they're going there. I
0: get it. But still, there there are things that that the intelligent golfer, the the one who in, who who does plan on playing all season and doesn't want to have to say no, I I threw my back out, I can't play for a few weeks. Um, a few things basically you can do to prepare your body to yeah and we're not talking about you know working out 30 minutes a day for you know 16 weeks on end or anything no he's talking about doing some stuff to uh, to make sure you don't get hurt right
1: you know stretch and stretch and stretch every part stretch your hips roll your legs around lay on the floor and Flip a leg around a little bit, let's say, right? But there's exercises that you could go click three buttons on the internet and go get stretching exercises that you could do on your own that prevent injury, right? right. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to put any tight rubber clothes on. Please don't do that.
0: <laughs> please, please
1: don't. Please <laughs> no. don't do no. that. <laughs> But you don't have to put – look, you don't even have to sweat to stretch. Just find a way to stretch the hips, stretch the knees, stretch the lower back. Do some twisting action from upper versus lower. Lay on your back and make your legs fold over to the side one way or the other. And get your back loose. Get your shoulders loose. Get your hands and your fingers loose by – Just push and interlock those fingers together. Go push your palms out a little bit. Something that gets all parts of your body loose. It prevents injury, folks. It actually makes you feel a little better just to be stretched. Mm -hmm. Look, we all get dehydrated in the wintertime. We don't drink enough water. We just don't. So then things get tight. And then we start to sit a little bit too long and do a, less and we need to be stretched. So yeah. my, my advice to people is you don't have to just show up at the gym unless of course you did that new year's resolution thing, in which case you're probably done going to the gym by now. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> That's over.
1: <laughs> yeah. But just stay home and stretch, get out a pole, lean up against the wall find something that you could take a golf club and hold on to the outer edges of it and go behind your back of your head and let those shoulders stretch out and do things that are good for every single part of your body.
0: Now and, if you were to do that go on ahead. A regular if you were to do that on a regular basis every day, whether or not you're about to head out to a golf course that would be continuously improving the musculature and keeping you ready to play golf. Would it not? I mean, it's not just something you do a few minutes before you go out to the golf course.
1: It's something that you should do a lot because it's really better for your body. Like you said, yep. it, it it enhances the musculature. And I'm not even sure if that's a real word because I only graduated from second grade,
0: but it but, sounded good. Didn't it?
1: it sounded good. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You spit that out there beautifully as if you were a college English professor.
0: I didn't hesitate for a second
1: right And delivery is a key piece in confidence and oh, yeah. how you can snow you can hoodwink some people that's with some right. words right
0: You can't impress them with the fact you baffle them with bs man. that's right. there it is And you just
1: gotta sound like you know what the heck you're talking about like deliver with the tongue and you just keep on
0: going. <laughs> That's right. I want to point out something though. What what Jeff was talking about. Um, I have I have a dog. Many of us have a dog. My dog is crate trained. My dog spends the evening in a cr- in his crate. Right. Our morning routine. I wake up. He wakes up. I open up his crate and we head out to the back door because he's going to run out. What's the first thing he does when he gets to the back door prior to me he's hooking stretches. him up with tether? He stretches. He certainly yeah. does. He feels the need. Like
1: you see dogs, like this is awesome. I love how dogs do this. They'll go down and they'll stretch out on the floor and they'll take their hind legs and just put them way behind them. Yeah. Like way behind them. And you're like, okay, I couldn't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not and get up again. No. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: But they do that and they just stretch out because they can sense what they need to do. Yeah. Guess what, folks? We can do it too, but
0: we're just ignoring it. Uh, but we don't live on instinct like dogs do. We think, we overthink everything. So that's why we don't stretch when we wake up first thing in the morning anymore. Yeah. Although we should, and we know it feels really good when we do. So that's just one of the little aspects of, of how you can keep your body ready for golf. We got more. We're coming back with them. Hang out. We are as this weekend golf, guys. You've heard all the stories about all these people making ridiculous money from crypto. Did you know that it is easy for you to do the same? I'm, I'm a stock market guy, and beyond Bitcoin, which I've heard of, I don't know from crypto. But I found someone with a history of success who anyone can copy. The copy my crypto membership site shows you the cryptocurrencies that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds, so you can just copy. Them. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or even how to invest. You just simply copy what James does. He runs the crypto with James James' YouTube channel. They have over 15,000 subscribers. And since March of 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put a 100 bucks into each one, it would now be worth over $66,000. And this is all public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and you can verify it for yourself. Head over to copymycrypto.com slash golfguys. Our listeners can join for just a buck. And you won't find this offer anywhere else. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash golf guys. I am a coffee freak. No, I mean, I'm a coffee connoisseur. Whatever their proper word is, I drink coffee all the time. It is my beverage of choice. I fancy myself a, a coffee expert. When I talked to the folks at Trade and they told me that 90% of the coffee I get from the grocery store is actually stale, I got to freak out. I mean, you heard that right. 90% of coffee from the grocery store is actually stale. The coffee that you know and think you love Well, it needs an upgrade. Trade's been featured in the New York Times and Wired GQ, but now they have hit the big time. And we're talking about them here on those Weekend Golf Guys. Subscription is no hassle. Skip shipments, change your frequency, or you can cancel it at any time. Not a problem. Now, right now, for our listeners only, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash golf guys go get started take the quiz at drinktrade.com slash golf guys and start your journey to your perfect cup drinktrade.com slash golf guys get twenty dollars off your first three bags and we are back those week at golf guys i'm john ashton he is jeff smith golf magazine top 100 teacher we have yet to uh to extol the virtues of that particular accolade oh. this, this week. But one of the things that he uh, he does is he preaches with a evangelical fervor and a zeal of practicing indoors. There are things you can do, not, not just at an indoor simulator situation like he's got in the golf cave, But in your living room, in your family room, in your kitchen, there are things you can do. There are practice routines you can do that you will love yourself for when you do get out to the course. Chief among them would be putting. Yeah. You know, I'm
1: amazed, John, of how many golfers have a ball and a putter just laying around the house, right? That's Mm. just what we do whether it be the one that's their gamer in the bag or whether it's just one of the six or seven others that they own, right? (laughs) But they're there and, and they're, they're in use. And I, I'm a, a big gigantic fan of people who are working on their putting indoors, right? You go get those, those mats that are available, right? That they've got a little, either a ball return thing at the end with a little ramp up and the holes. And then it runs down the ramp on the side or if it's got that little, um, a little thing when a ball goes into the hole and it just kind of throws it back at you, I don't care which it is. Somehow, some way, we as golfers want to practice our putting, and we want to make sure that in, in putting we need some feedback. Like, can we aim the face of our putter where we need to aim it, right? Or at least where we think we're aiming. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these putting mats that are out there have lines on them, and if you don't have a putting mat, you can use, let's say, the kitchen floor and the tiles that are on the kitchen floor or the bathroom floor. We've all done it. If we're golfers, if we've got some sort of squares, then we can put a ball on the, on the, the, uh, the, the grout lines, and then we can put the putter up against the back edge. We can really do this. It's fun. We can take a good look at what straight really looks like and train ourselves to what straight really looks like and what it really is. And then learn to keep the balls within the grout lines when we putt, right? Because that's a goal. And it's also a good goal to do it many times over in a row. John, let's think. I'm going to give you some practice today. I know you've got putters in your house, whether it's that old cool spaceship looking putter that you have that actually was one of the best ones I've ever seen you putt with yeah, yeah. because it helped you line it up. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, it was interesting. We're not sure exactly where uh, in what cosmos that thing actually came from, <laughs> but it was Generally speaking, not thought to be of this world. It was Canadian. <laughs> is is that problem. what it was? It was Canadian? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But so I'm going to give you a challenge, and and next week I want you to come back and report to me on your findings of this challenge. And I do this with my students all the time. Okay. In studio, they don't get to leave until they've made twenty five four footers in a row John here's your challenge you have to make 25 four footers in a row but what I want you to make note of is that you don't get dinner or a cup of coffee until you've made your 25 in a row if you miss you have to start again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now here's what I want you to make note of How many times did you have to restart? And at what point did you become uncomfortable? And then what point did you become anxious in doing this? Gotcha. And if you didn't, then we need to up the number. (laughs) So here's what happens, right? Because this is not just training putting. This is really mental training. Okay. This is really, can John withstand the pressure that John puts on himself to make this putt? Mm. When does the pressure get to a point where it starts doing weird things to your head and make you do weird things with the putter? Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. Is it at number seven? Is it at number 13? Is it at number 18? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Is it number 21?
0: (laughs) Or is it number 25? It's probably numbers 19 through 25, Yeah, but we'll see.
1: (laughs) So, and, and this is important because you see, this is part of the training that I put all of my competitive golfers through. This is just a little snippet of what we do to make them better, to give them an edge. Is we compete for things like, for example, how many in a row? Or we play match play against each other until somebody misses and then they're playing for something. There's got to be something on the line that matters to both players. Okay. So what happens if I have two players competing against each other, I have the player write down on a little script of paper what they're playing for, what their competition is. Because some people are bothered by some competition and some people are not bothered by competition unless it's for something that they really value. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want each of them to to basically write down a little snippet of paper, what they're really competing for. So they don't have to tell the other person. So it doesn't have to be like Jeff versus John for 20 bucks because it might not matter to Jeff and it might matter a lot to John. So Jeff's not under any pressure, but John is freaking out. Mm -hmm. So what we need is for each individual person to find out what it is that they're uncomfortable with and what means a lot to them. So that way we can get them into that uncomfortable stage because then they're playing for something that they actually care about.
0: That that would almost make it appear that that, uh, 50% of the uh, putting game is mental. It, It would, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. There's a lot of
1: people's minds that seem to mess up an awful lot of things that they do with club in hand, especially in the short game area, mm-hmm. because those are usually the finer points, right? Yeah. The, the, the things that involve touch and feel and confidence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Most of the mistakes that that the players make the people that I work with when they come to me and I ask them said, when, when you decide that this golf shot matters to you, whether it be a competitive situation or just one where you feel like, well, I'm about to break 80. How's your short game rolling on 16, 17 and 18. And a lot of people tell me the very same story. They butchered it. When they knew that they were close, but they didn't really butcher it, smashing it off the tee or hitting a shot close to the green, no. it was always they screwed it up around the green and all those touchy short shots because the confidence level isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. I hear this a lot. I ask a lot of probing, irritating type questions <laughs> yes, of, my, of my players. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, those kind of things that get under a golfer's skin when they have to fess up to a few things, but that's how we make them better. Yeah. We find their weaknesses and we make those stronger.
0: I think, I think every, everybody listening right now will admit to themselves that when they get to the later holes of the round, especially if they're having a good round, they get tight with the shirt gate. because your confidence level wanes or just leaves you totally however you want to look at it Um, yeah because when it when it gets when it gets more important to you you get tight so when you say tight now are
1: you referring to the collar of the shirt that they're wearing seems to get a little tighter
0: it's everything's the collar of the shirt. It's the, right. the the grip gets gets tighter. The the body gets stiffer. Yeah, um, everything just tightens up, and you you don't move the way you had been moving for the first fourteen holes. No, isn't it amazing
1: the power of the mind mm-hmm. in situations like this? When you you turn around and you look at it from afar you go, what made that player, all of a sudden, his mechanics went into the toilet? Mm-hmm. What made that happen? And then they're done with their round. They go to the range. And then all of a sudden, they found it again. Yeah. Where is this little drop-off coming from? What's the reasoning behind it?
0: Right? It's like Bobby Jones said, it's a game played on a, on a course that's five inches wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that amazing?
1: It's almost as if we wish we could all just be dumb golfers and turn our brains
0: off, <laughs> or develop a severe "I don't give a darn" attitude.
1: I have one of those.
0: Yes, you do. I do, and and
1: hence, since I don't keep score, I know how many over or under I really am. Yeah, yeah. I don't keep score, and you
0: yet write it down. You keep score. You just don't write it
1: down. I don't, right? I know where I am, but at the same time, I don't place a high value on the
0: number. Right. The other thing, too, is I got to tell you that if you play golf with Jeff, not only does he know where he am, he knows where you am. You <laughs> know what's going on with the entire group. <laughs> I do, right? And he doesn't mind telling you about it. We've got a lot more stuff he won't mind telling you about too and we're gonna get to it when we come right back. Hang out with all those weekend golf guys. If I started talking to you about words like flavonoids, cannabinoids, terpenes, trichomes, your eyes would glaze over and you'd get all stressed because, oh no, it's like being in school. I don't know what he's talking about. So let's just replace all of that with one word that you need to know. It's NED. NED, N-E-D. It is USDA certified organic full spectrum hemp oil extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan out in Peonia, Colorado. Now, these products are science-backed. They're nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. I use it for de-stressing, and the holidays are a pretty stressful time. So now, those Weekend Golf Guys listeners get 20% off NED products using the code GOLFGUYS. When you spend more than 150 bucks, NED's throwing in free gifts with every order. So visit helloned.com slash golfguys to get access. That is is dot com slash guys. Free gifts with orders over... 150 bucks. And it is us back again, John Ashton here in the studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave and uh, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, one of Golf Magazine's top 100 teachers.
1: In the last segment, we were talking about uh, things, and let's keep going with that. We were talking about how...
0: How How your brain can mess you up.
1: Right kit you know and and you had mentioned that I know where I am on the golf course I right. do right but I don't place a value on that. Other golfers are measuring themselves on that you know it's it's hard because it's the ever present question would you shoot mm-hmm. because that's someone else who asked you that they're measuring themselves against what you did and you're, they're making you measure yourself against them or whatever you know mythical par is or whatever right Mm -hmm. it's and it's it's difficult because we all write numbers down on a scorecard and that's generally speaking the game but i don't play that game very often i play the game that's different than others i play the game of how many quality golf shots can i hit so you mentioned you know i i know where i am on the golf course I know where you are on the golf course. I know where everybody in the group is on the golf course. Here's one thing I also do know, John. I can count higher than 14 on golf holes if I had to. (laughs) It's unfortunate that I've been with some folks that I've had to. (laughs) Right? But the point is, I don't measure it in that way. And it makes my golf so much more enjoyable. And my number that everybody wants to know, they're like, how did you go out and shoot 75 you haven't played golf in two months, is because I wasn't counting the number of strokes taken. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to add the number of good quality, well-struck shots. So I'm trying to increase the number of good quality shots struck. And you know what that means? I do it fewer times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Can Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. This happened last week to me. For some reason, and I don't know if it's a mental thing or size thing or whatever, but I have a problem with a five iron. Six through nine, I can hit wonderful. Wedges, I can hit wonderfully. Uh, my hybrids, I can hit those nicely. My fairway woods, I can hit those nicely. My five iron is iffy at best.
1: You mean in terms of the strike itself or yes. the outcome?
0: No, in terms of the strike itself, in terms right. of so in the
1: So the, the first thing I would ask
0: mm-hmm.
1: is, has it been that way for a long time? It's always been that way. So the first question I would ask is, have you gone to a club fitter and have them check out all the shafts in your bag? No, I have not. Okay, because maybe there's some oddity in the performance of that particular shaft. Because okay. you just said the ones right below it, I can strike well, and the one right above it, I can strike well, but it's that one. Yeah. I,
0: I'm, and, I'm,
1: and you think it might be a mental thing. It, it might be. But there might be a physical reason for it, and your brain just picks up on it and goes, oh, geez, here we got this club out again.
0: And I can't hit Maybe
1: I'll just shorten up on my hybrid and hit it well instead. Yeah.
0: I would encourage that. I would encourage you to go look at that and find out, could that I be an had issue? Had Because, you know, I'm stubborn and, and I'm telling myself that, you know, I'm getting much better at hitting the clubs in my bag. Thanks to you in most part. That I still have a problem with, but it's like, I've convinced myself that it's mental and I've convinced myself that I need to learn how to hit this 500. Okay. So, and it's like, it's my 170, 175 yard club. Sure. Okay. But here's a, here's a thought though. Okay. You are like
1: most other golfers. They're also looking for um, an excuse so it's not them. Right. Right? Go find out. Could you imagine if you took your, your irons into a club fitter and paid him 30 bucks or whatever and said, hey, can you go put these on the, the frequency machine to see if they're all flexing out about the same? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what would happen if they were all about the same except your five iron was different? Then your brain would go, oh, my gosh, it ain't that's me. the real reason. Yeah. And then your brain would go, I am such an idiot. <laughs> if you were, like, honest with yourself for <laughs> yeah. not doing that sooner.
0: I was going to say probably not. though.
1: <laughs> right. For not doing that sooner. You just come back and report to me on the on the show, and then I would, of course, then you'd act say, as if <laughs> I was your brain and say, John, you are a complete idiot. You're an idiot. Because you didn't check the one thing that was a possibility right away. If all the other stuff is going well, meaning yep. you figured out what your ball position is for your six iron, you figured out your ball position for your hybrid. I would imagine you'd be also figuring out your best ball position for your five iron.
0: Well, I may have it. it that may have been the problem. Let me tell you what happened a week ago. All right, okay? and it's just I, I hit a drive, and it kind of went into the rough mm. on the right. I had some trees between me and where i needed to be normally with a five but my five iron i don't get a whole lot of height and i figured well since i don't need a whole lot of height on this thing anyhow i'll just take the five iron and i'll hit it and it'll roll out into the middle of the fairway like my five iron normally does and i'll go from there i hit it perfectly i mean the mark was right in the center of the club face i hit it high i hit it straight yeah. Right into the branch of one of the trees in front of me. <laughs> but I mean, it was a, it was one of those shots that that felt great, sounded great, looked great, and had it not been for that pesky branch, <laughs> it would have gone where I needed it to go. Now, do I count that as a good shot or a bad shot? They count it as a good shot, not a
1: That's good outcome. Yeah, right. Because what you did to deliver the club to the ball flushed the shot, right? Yes, it did. Okay, there. That's how you define that as a good shot.
0: Okay. Because right? so if you I'll give you 50 bucks if you hit that branch.
1: <laughs> there you go. Never would have
0: done it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, so as, as we go to this part about why I do things the way I do things, yep. I'm playing for – a selfish reason I'm trying to play for my own best performances Mm -hmm. each and every time I'm trying to get my best delivery of a club to a ball. I'm trying to get a pure strike. I'm trying to get a good quality shot as many times during that round of golf as I can. Right. And every time I do, the shots seem to turn out better than most. And all of a sudden, I don't have to do it very many times. Yeah. So golf, for me, is the goal of trying to be excellent as many times as possible, as opposed to golf for many other people is trying to hit it as few a times as possible.
0: There's an expression that I read in a book somewhere. I believe it was the Bible something about live by the sword, die by the sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if you play for the numbers, you'll die by the numbers. Yeah. You know, case in point, you're having a great round. You, you make that fatal mistake of adding it up on the 14th hole. And suddenly you say, I can break whatever your number is if I par out. What are the chances of you paring out? Slim the number. Even if you bogey out, if you double bogey out, you can break the number. You have just, you have just guaranteed yourself that you're not going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish because the numbers are going to play games in your head, right? So I play a different game. Yes, you More do. More fun
1: to work towards something. Yep. Right. So I do that with my players in practice. And you've heard me say this on numerous occasions on the show, is a strike quality scorecard. Mm -hmm. This is where the math that they're adding up is listed into a one through five category. Where one, a shot quality factor of one out of five, is terrible. It is god-awful. It's the one that makes you puke on your shoes and (laughs) makes you want to throw the clubs away. Right. Right? Naturally, you don't want very many of those. Mm -hmm. And a two on that strike quality scale is bad. Just a bad shot. Yeah. Right? Poorly struck. But a three is okay. It's in the middle. Eh. It was all right. A four is a good strike. I like that one. That was a good one. And a five is the best one you're going to have
0: ever. One that... That, that surpasses even what you thought you were capable of doing. At the moment. Right. You just yeah. look at it and you're like, I
1: finally hit my five iron in the middle of the face. It felt
0: terrific. Right. Yep.
1: So if you, if you just put on your scorecard, a one through five on the strike quality scale, like mm-hmm. if you did this, John, imagine your scorecard. And normally in those columns where you put somebody's name, you know, you play with Beavis, you play with Butthead, you play with, you know, right. Instead of doing that, put one, two, three, four, and five. And the SQ, strike quality, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the names. And on every hole, you just put a hash mark in the box of the number, the quality of shot you just hit. So let's say the first one off the tee on hole number one was a three. It was okay on the strike. All right. So you put a hash mark for the number three. And then you get down there and you hit your ball, and it was a good strike. Mm -hmm. So now you've got one in the number four column, four box as well. And your ball's on the green, and then you strike the putt well. Now there's a second one in the four box. And then you go tap it in, and then you say, yeah, I I struck that well enough for the thing to go in. So there's either a three or a four, right? right? So now you can certainly add up the numbers of the strikes if you cared to on and on, when you fill that out through the whole game, you can now add up how many of the good ones, Mm -hmm. how many of them, the okay ones, how many of them were the great ones, how many of them were the bad ones, and how many of them were the god-awful, terrible, nasty ones, right? Right. And all of a sudden, you could look at your round of golf as a percentage of success out of 100% of the shots that I took 88% of these were either the okay to good zone, the three to four. Guess who just had a really good round of golf? Yeah. Right? And all this comes from deciding that it's not about the score at the end of the day. It's the decision on how many good quality shots can I strike? How many? And I'm trying to gain that number. I'm trying to have that number be the highest number, threes, fours, or fives on my scorecard. And people look at that and go, that's a completely different way of playing the game. And I said, it's a lot happier way of doing it too.
0: It's a completely different way of playing the game, yet it leads to the outcome you're looking for, which
1: is a lower score. It does. Yeah. It really, truly does. And a lot of people need to do more of that. Yeah, because that, that takes the score pressure off.
0: And it does. Because you're trying to hit another one, yeah. another good one. It becomes almost like practicing with a purpose, doesn't it? It seems that way. Oh, I hate
1: that. I Guess hate that you brought it around. To that. <laughs> I actually do that in practice with my students, too. Yeah. All right, we're going to go hit 50 shots today. Right, numbers. we're going to hit five of them with this, five of them with that, five of them with the other. We're going to hit ten of them with this, ten of them with that, and I go about that in the way that they're going about it. They're practice and they're trying to get the number, the highest number of quality shots.
0: Yeah, that's what we're that's looking just, for. That's, I mean, that's that's the goal that that actually the bottom line goal is that what we're, we're all looking for anyhow. That's right. Uh, we just we're just looking quality shots. We we equate it with a score. If we didn't equate it with the score and just equated it with the quality of shot, we'd probably wind up hitting much better shots much more often. We've That's got right. more. We'll be right back. do you move. We are those weekend golf guys. You know, just a few minutes ago, I was looking through some of my emails, and I, I get the same scams everybody else does. I, I think I've, I've been uh, awarded close to about $27.3 million from African princes and today alone. I mean, those emails, are just glaring. It's like, scam, scam, scam. There are other emails, though, that look legitimate, but then you kind of go, really? How about you? Are you worried about uh, identity theft or getting scammed online? You think twice before you click a link, an ad, or an email? Well, I've got something for you. It's called a Guardio. With Guardio, you can forget about the scams, the hackers, the malware, the phishing, the identity theft. Guardio offers real-time protection that will keep you safe from online threats. You run a free security scan in a few clicks and you see what threats are already on your browser. It's truly affordable and it's crucial protection. And our listeners get 20% off premium protection from our sponsor, Guardio. Just go to guard.io slash golf guys. And it is us this weekend, golf guys. Hope that uh, you have been paying attention, maybe even taking some notes, because we know that the season's about to begin. We know that uh, you have been thinking about it been preparing for it and, and hopefully you've got okay a little bit some stretching start stretching start stretching every day not just 15 minutes before you hit the course start stretching as a routine get your body ready to play golf you'll find that you can swing faster or your your swing speed can improve but by, by that very technique right you know if you can
1: get your body ready to go for performance in anything, You're going to perform better Mm -hmm. because there won't be that limitation, right? So by stretching every single day, a little bit here, a little bit there, work on your knees, work on your hips, especially work on your shoulders a lot, Mm -hmm. get those fingers and arms and wrists and all this moving about, get your back working, right? Keep yourself limber. And first that you'll stay away from injury, but at the same time, your body will perform better.
0: It'll move. So folks,
1: you don't have to go to the gym to stretch. Yeah. So, do it often. Do it daily. Yeah. Don't mess around with your body and let it go to waste, and then not perform well on the golf course.
0: Exactly. And then go down to the basement, to the family room, into your kitchen. Um, Twenty-five consecutive putts, four feet in distance, and if you don't. Hit 25 in a row. As soon as you miss one, go back to number one, start over again. And then when you do get out to the course, what you want to do is you want to concentrate on hitting quality shots, not worrying about your score.
1: You know, it's golf gets so much more fun when you can handle the pressure on the short game, right, Mm -hmm. and hit good quality shots. It's unbelievable how much more golf you'll play because you're happy about your golf. Yeah. And believe me, that's what we're all about. We want you to play more golf. Matter of fact, I believe that John says it at the end of the show every single week. Play more golf. Well, guess what? If you're happier, you will. You will. If you do certain things that make you happier, you'll be happier. And then you'll play more golf. Next thing you know, you're like a
0: real golfer. It becomes a vicious cycle because you start hitting better shots. You start becoming more comfortable, more comfortable, and more confident when you're over that shot setting up. You keep hitting better shots more often, and suddenly you say, you know, I'm having a lot of fun. Let's go play some golf.